let's not get caught up and entangled in these systems that was never meant for us in the first place. Let's get into it. We've got some difficult days ahead. I just want to do God's will. I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. Shalom, shalom, family, and welcome to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast, where the diaspora speaks. The whole purpose of this podcast is to get uplifting, encouraging, thought-provoking content out to the African Semitic people or the African American people who are part of the Semitic diaspora. Listen, y'all, I feel like it's been such a long time since I was able to talk to y'all, since I was able to do an episode. Listen, I've been busy. I know y'all been busy. A lot's been going on, but listen, we back like it like we never left as the songwriters would say listen i'm so glad for all those who continue to support me um even when i don't consistently put out content like i should i do apologize but you guys continue to support me on social media you can continue uh, to support me monetarily uh you continue to even watch my youtube videos and i haven't put uh none of them up in a while either i'm going to get back to that as well listen if you do want to support this podcast go to jacobc.com Press that support button. Uh, you can either do a one-time payment of any amount you want to, or you could be a monthly uh, supporter, uh, giving as little as 99 cents a month. And I'll let you know uh, that if you are a monthly supporter, I do do a Zoom call uh, uh, on the first Sunday of every single month uh, so that we can uh, talk about different things that's going on in the diaspora um, and try to um, uh, come to a consensus and, and pick each other's brain on how we can help each other um, in our in our diverse different communities that we live in. Um, also, listen, I, I have T-shirts and uh, sell t-shirts and notebooks and all kind of stuff listen just go to jacobseed.com press that store button um that's another way you can support me you can support this podcast and you can look fly all at the same time um and get different things to support us so i thank you for all those who support and listen you can also follow us um on instagram at jacob um, at jacob c12 that is jacob c12 on instagram you can follow me personally on instagram at yermayahoo 15 uh, listen, listen, man, let's get right into this. Uh, let's get right into this episode, uh, because unless you've been living under a rock, as I always say, I um, in these last few weeks, uh, the United States of America has uh, experienced a regime change. Yes, I use that word uh, strategically, a regime change. Uh, so we have former President Donald J. Trump, which I know a lot of people would love to hear that word former in front of his name if you're caught up in this system um, and believe that there's something different from uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. But really, there's not um, if you do your research. But we have former Donald Trump who has uh, been defeated in the November elections. Um, now, as recording this, it is, uh, what, December 24th or something like that. So Joe Biden has been on his job for about six days um, as the brand new elected president of these United States of America. And what I've been seeing is something very alarming. Right. So if if you're not objective, um, if your head is in the sand, if you've been caught into this system, uh, you do not understand that when uh, when we have presidents, whether Democrat or Republican, they are a part of this world system. All right. They're not for you, African-American woman. They're not for you, African-American man. I don't care how much 
uh, the rhetoric that they send out there and say that they're going to save the African-American community. We're going to get better education. We're going to clean up the streets. We're going to take away the crime. We're going to take away the drugs. We're going to um, elevate you to a position uh, where you could be proud to say that you're an American and all this other foolishness. Uh, when does that ever happen? I've been alive for a while now. Uh, I'm, not the, I'm not the oldest straw uh, in the box, but I've, I've been alive for a while now. Um, I've been alive since, since uh, President Reagan. Um, all the way up to now Joe Biden. And when I look out of my doors, I've lived in I've lived in three states, three different states. I lived in, let's see, one, two, three, four different cities in my life. And uh, as I look out, as I always tell you guys, look out of my front window or walk outside and look to my left and look to my right. Um, I see no changes in my community because of politics. If anything has changed in my community, it's because of the private citizens that are in the community uh, decided that they wanted something better for themselves, for the children, for the future generation. And they made that happen. It wasn't a president. It wasn't a mayor. It wasn't a congressman. It was the people who made something better. So it, it, it amazes me. It amazes me that we get so, especially as African-American people, right? We get so uh, uh, um, invested in this political system that was never meant for us in the first place. When the, when the murderers and the, the people who committed genocide came into this land and wiped out the indigenous people, wiped out the Africans that were already here and uh, sent some, uh, brought you know, people over uh, to be their slaves and brought over diseases and famine and all this other different things, um, they never calculated us in their equation of world domination, all right? Uh, we were just uh, slaves in their equation, somewhere where they can get some free labor in order to build a world empire. You can quickly build a world empire where you're not paying the people that's actually building the empire for you. But we're not going to go down that road. That's, a, that's another podcast for another day. But all to say that when they wrote We the People and the Bill of Rights, we... African-American woman, African-American man, Hebrew woman, Hebrew man. We were not in that equation. Our ancestors were either not here yet, on the way here on a slave ship, or being forced to work on a plantation. We were not included in their political system. It wasn't until we get to Abraham Lincoln, who famously said, if I can unite the union by freeing the slaves, I would. If I can reunite, reunite the union and keep the slaves, I would. His goal, ladies and gentlemen, was not to free those who they called slaves. His goal was to reunite the United States of America to a more perfect union. And Then you Fast forward all the way to the 1960s and we have our Civil Rights March, which if you understand anything about civil rights, and this is no disrespect to anybody who was listening who had to go through the uh, atrocities of those times of the 50s and the 60s and, uh, and, and when you're fighting um, to be uh, treated as a human being. But ladies and gentlemen, that was a Trojan horse. They continue to use our people in their political system as Trojan horses. So now, because we've given rights to what we once called slaves and three-fourths of a human being, now it's only right to give rights to 
homosexuals and transgenders and pansexuals and all these other people. And pretty soon they'll be given rights to bestiality and, and pedophilia. It's one thing leads to another. And unfortunately, it's always the black man, the black woman, the African-American man, the African-American woman, the Hebrew man, the Hebrew woman, whatever you want to call yourself. It's always us that they use as a Trojan horse. Look at what happened right here in the summer of, of, of 2020 and the Black Lives Matter movement. What was that really about? Was that about uh, getting equality for the African-American community? Or was that about uh, white America or the majority culture wanting to push their own agenda and using, once again, the black man and the black woman as the Trojan horse to get their agenda pushed. And what would their agenda be, you might ask? Well, diversity for all, seemingly. But if you'd even read the Black Lives Matter post, and I'm not going to go deep into it. I have a podcast uh, talking about the true intentions of Black Lives Matter. You can go to jacobseed.com and listen to that or wherever you get your podcast from. But right there on their website, they talk about how they want to dismantle the African-American community. And the family and put the man in the in the background and push the woman up as front and push transgenderism and homosexuality, things that actually divide and dismantle, as they would say, the African-American community, not building up the African-American community, not putting the African-American community in a position where they can thrive, but putting them in a position where they can truly fail and always be behind. If you don't know by now. Simple uh, socio sociology would tell you that in order to build a healthy, a, a healthy community, you have to have a healthy family structure. One that, number one, can teach, that can build into the next generation, and that can grow, monetar that can, that can grow numerically. You cannot grow numerically if you're transgender, homosexual, and pushing these kind of different ideas into the community. It is my estimation and my prayer each and every day that our brothers and sisters come out of this darkness and into the marvelous light uh, that Yahshua has brought into the world uh, by virtue of the obedience that he has for his father. So I just want to talk real quick just about us separating from this system, specifically the political system in America, because I've seen a lot of people, a lot of black folks upset that. Donald Trump, believe it or not, is no longer president. And we have another set of black folks who really believe that Joe Biden's going to do something for them because he's elected the first African-American vice president woman into his office. Look at some, let, let us get something straight. And maybe I'm on my soapbox. I ain't done an episode in a while, but uh, rock with me, though. Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris, uh, as Judge Sotomayor called her and uh, Kamala corrected her, but I, I, I think her name is probably Kamala, uh, Kamala, because that's, that's more Eastern, more Indian. But anyway, uh, she's not African-American, ladies and gentlemen. She's not what this world would call black. Her daddy was Jamaican and her mother is Indian. Uh, she, by her own admission, was raised by her mother. So she was raised as an Indian Eastern girl and she married a white man, uh, a white Jewish man who all their kids are Jewish, married other white Jewish people. So there's no time in history outside of her few years at Howard and her induction to the Alpha Kappa Alpha uh, sorority that she's done anything black, so-called, in her life. She spent a whole career in California putting nonviolent drug offenders in prison 
so that the state of California can get free labor out of our black brothers and sisters. Ain't that something? But we're cheering and, and having a bandstands and stuff for her coming into the office of vice president. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, as in the book of Jeremiah, when the king refused the report of Jeremiah and, and marched down to Egypt and was so proud and thought Egypt was going to save them, and King Nebuchadnezzar came and conquered Egypt as well. Sometimes we fight for our own demise. It's sad, but it's true. Sometimes we fight for our own demise because our eyes are not open. We're, not, we're oblivious to the things that's going on around us because we refuse to read. We refuse to be objective. Um, uh, we refuse to listen to wise counsel. We keep wanting to get into the counsel of, of the ungodly. As Psalms chapter 1 would say, do not incur the counsel of the ungodly. If, they're, if the people ain't in these scriptures, if they're not following uh, uh, the Torah and the example, the witness of Yahshua, I'm not listening to you, man. I'm not believing anything you got to say. And as we're going through Torah study at my assembly, and we're now in the book of Exodus, and we're talking about the plagues, and uh, we're reading about Pharaoh, and who some would believe would be Ramesses, I believe the second. And, uh, and he has said on a couple occasions, hey, Moses, hey, Aaron, I have sinned, sinned against your God. Please entreat your God so that I could be saved from these plagues. And then he turns around and still doesn't let the people go. And what that's showing me is we can't believe anything that comes out of these people's mouths. I don't care if they're politicians. I don't care if they're scientists. I don't care if they're doctors. I don't care who they are. We have to believe their lifestyle and what they do, not what they say. Because they're going to say a lot of stuff. But what are they doing? What are they doing? How, how, has the, how has a new president really impacted you, black man, black woman? How's it impacted your neighborhood? How's it impacted your personal life? How's it impacted your checkbook? Now, if you're, on this, if you're rich, that's a whole nother different story. But if you like the rest of us, you middle class, lower middle class, you just poor, broke, barely making it, living check to check. No new president has helped you and won't help you. For instance, I, I, there, was a, there was a thing on the news and people in the streets where I'm from and they're marching because, oh, uh, Biden's going to bring in uh, the federal, raise the federal minimum wage of $15 an hour. So you had folks at this fast food place all happy and stuff. But food, what you don't realize is that's the federal minimum wage, meaning federal workers. That's not your state minimum wage, man. That doesn't impact you. And if it did impact you, all their job is going to do is give you the $15 and cut your hours. Or they're going to fire you and put in some robots. McDonald's already done it. They ain't even got no full-time cashiers no more. You can walk into most McDonald's, order your little food from the kiosk, wait where it says, pick up your order here, grab your stuff, and go. Ain't got to talk to nobody. Ain't got to fool with no cashier. Pay with your debit card. Pay with your phone. And that's what a lot of these fast food places and these places that delve out minimum wage, that's what they're moving to. More of artificial intelligence running their, running their businesses or they're, they're cutting people's hours. You guys remember when uh, Walmart promised to uh, boost up their um, pay people above minimum wage? And they did it. I mean, they didn't lie about it. But what happened? They cut folks' hours. 
So now when you go into Walmart, you see less people at the cashier. They got 20 different lanes open, only three people working. Uh, they direct most people to want to go into the uh, self-checkout lanes. So we're, we're cheering on our own demise in some cases because we refuse to be objective and open up our eyes and see what's going on around us. All right. And we have a whole bunch of crazy folks in the street cheering on. Yay. Yay for Joe. He's going to make so much change or or you're upset because Donald Trump. Is gone. Let me listen. Let me let y'all listen to a couple of things, man, that, that I thought was very disturbing. Uh, they're very disturbing. So you have you have people on. Either side, right? Um, you have people on either side. Who. Whether they, they love Joe Biden or they love Donald Trump and they just saying some crazy stuff. So let me start off with this, this African-American woman I saw on Instagram who's literally crying. So you can't see the video, obviously, because it's a podcast, but she's literally crying in tears uh, for joy because she believes that Joe Biden is really going to change some things around for the African-American community. Take a listen. As one nation, one nation. But joy coming Come on, morning. Joe! We will get through this. We're going to get through this together, y'all. Together. That is some f- straight up foolishness. We're going to get through this together, y'all. When has this country ever been, first of all, together? Because this country's always been divided politically, socioeconomically, uh, as far as gender and race. And then when has this country ever linked itself to the African-American community in a way to which the African-American community can grow and to thrive uh, monetarily, uh, numerically, educationally, or whatever lead that you want to come up with. When does that ever happen? Now, all of a sudden, because Joe Biden's in office, stuff's going to change. We thought the same thing when Barack Obama got elected. And what changed for you? Not too much. Not too much. And I, I know I hit a lot of chords right there because people love Barack. But not too much has changed in your life since he's been elected. Has it? If you want to be honest with yourself. And we're going to listen to another. This is, this is, this is a so-called white woman, a Caucasian woman, uh, who's very upset that her president, uh, Donald Trump, uh, is no longer president. But I want you to take close listen to what she's saying. Because she, in a time of desperation for her, she's being very honest and telling the truth. Take a listen. Roll it! President Trump, if you see this, please save us. <laughs> I don't even see our American flag anymore. Biden's talking with some kind of crazy flag. This is America. This is our land. Please, President Trump. Please, please, I hope you have a plan. God, please save us. Save us from the devil, please. Y'all are about to have a panic attack. (laughs) This is our country. Our country. This is awful. God, please save us, please. (laughs) So this... This lady is crying in tears. She said, I'm about to have a panic attack because her president didn't win. And she believes the same thing that these black folks believe, 
that Joe Biden is somehow going to gather the masses and we're going to be this one united United States of America with, you know, black folks at the top and this, that and the other or whatever. Like, no, it's not going to happen, homie. And this woman is in tears because she fears the worst that her country is going to be taken over by folks that it was never meant that was never meant to run this place. <laughs> Did you hear what she said? She said, this is our land. This is our country. She's not talking about you, black man, black woman. She's talking about the people who came and, 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 and committed genocide to, to, and, 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 and a bunch of wars to gain this land. She's talking about her forefathers who took over this land. She ain't talking about your ancestors. She's talking about her forefathers. She's talking about the George Washingtons and the, and the, uh, and the uh, uh, Benjamin Franklins and Quincy Adams of the world. That's what she's talking about. She's not talking about your people. Do you see where I'm getting at here? And a lot of us have enthroned ourselves in this political system, have thrown ourselves in the systems of this country, and not just this country, but countries like it all over the world, wherever we're scattered to. What I'm telling you is that you have to disconnect and separate yourself from these systems. If we are to be people of light, because if you read in Exodus, um, the plague where, where, where the Most High darkened all of Egypt, all of Egypt was darkened, except for in Goshen, where the Israelites lived. There was light. So as we are, the, 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 the metaphor there is, as darkness is around us, we are people of light. So if we are people of light, we cannot merge ourselves or marry ourselves to systems that are in darkness. As Apostle Shaul would say, what fellowship does light have with darkness? There is none. There's no fellowship with light and dark. And this system, this political system that's in this country and countries around the world is a system of darkness. You literally have people crying for joy on one side and crying for tears on the other side. And the same thing happened when Donald Trump got elected. You had Van Jones on CNN in, in, in crocodile tears because uh, some president that he don't agree with got elected. And he really thought that that was going to change his life for the negative. But I guess we just forget that even during the eight years of Barack Obama, black folks was being shot in the streets by cops. Did we forget about Trayvon Martin? Did we forget about Tamir Rice? Did we forget about what happened in Ferguson, Missouri? Did we forget about all the Philando Castile? Did we forget about my brother that got shot in Walmart just for trying to buy a, a, a pump action pistol, pump action gun? All this stuff happened on your, your, your African-American so-called president. But nobody had a problem with it until the white man got in office, until Donald Trump got in office. Now, all of a sudden, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pandemic. And I ain't talking about the coronavirus. I'm talking about cops killing black people. Yeah, they marched in the streets when Barack Obama uh, was in office, but nothing like the summer of 2020. Nothing like that happened when Barack Obama was president. So, so, so we get caught up in this dualism that they create, this Republican and Democrat, this liberal and, and conservative, this black and this white, this red and this blue. Let me tell you, none of that stuff exists. Want to keep a buck with you? None of that stuff exists. But we fall for the okie doke as a people because we are unlearned about the system and the country in which we are in. But when you learn what they're really up to, and who really pulls the strings, you can disconnect yourself from the system and you can be at peace while everybody else in chaos because you know that no matter who's in office, this country and these systems are headed toward 
one direction, and that's the wrath of the Most High. Now, I'm not saying you do anything. You just sit back, eat your popcorn, enjoy the show, because this is not about us. Let these folks fight for their own country. Black man, black woman, you sit back and shut your mouth, be quiet. This has had nothing to do with you. But we continue to want to insert ourselves in businesses that have nothing to do with us. And then we find ourselves being Trojan horses to all kind of crazy stuff. And we wonder why we always the last ones. We wonder why we always left out. Because it wasn't for you in the first place. Our fight, our struggle, our war is to bring our people back to Torah. To follow the teachings of the Most High. That hopefully we all come into the realization that Yahshua is the Messiah. The one to come and restore the, uh, the, the divinic rule over all the nations. But you ain't got to put your hands on nobody. We ain't got to do nothing violent. We ain't got to do anything. The Most High fights for us. You just sit back and enjoy the show. Do not get caught up in these world systems. Let me read something for you real quick. It's in the book of Psalms. Um, Psalms 146, I believe. Psalm 146. Or Tehillim. Tehillim 146. Let me get there. 146, there it goes. 146. And it says, praise ye Yah, praise Yah, O my soul. While I live, I will praise Yah. I will sing praises unto my Elohim while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goes forth. He uh, returneth to his earth. In that very day, his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the Elohim of Yaakov or Jacob for his help, whose hope is in Yah, his Elohim. I'll read that again in a, in a different version. In another version, it says, Hallelujah, praise Adonai my soul. I will praise Adonai as long as I live. I will sing praises to my Elohim all my life. Don't put your trust in princes or in mortals who cannot help. When they breathe their last, they return to the dust. On that very day, all their plans are gone. Happy is he whose help is Yaakov's Elohim, whose help is in Adonai, his Elohim. So what is David telling us? David is telling us, don't put your trust in mortal men, because when they die, when they die their plans die with them. They can't help you. Your only help is in Adonai, in Hashem, in Yahuwah, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who chose Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their people and has brought us out of Egypt with an outstretched arm and who has scattered us because of our disobedience but promised to regather us once again. That's who we should be putting our hope into. That's who we should be connecting our souls, minds, bodies to. That's all the energy, all of our energy that we have should be put in to trying to get closer to that Elohim, not to these systems, 
not to these presidents, not to these governors, not to these uh, uh, mayors. None of that, because they can't help you. Joe Biden cannot help you. Donald Trump, show sure enough, didn't want to help you. Barack Obama couldn't help you. Bill Clinton couldn't help you. George Bush couldn't help you. Ronald Reagan, couldn't. Nixon, all the way down the line, back to George Washington, man, they couldn't help you. And whoever comes after Joe Biden, I don't care if it's Kamala Harris, doggone it. I don't care if it's Oprah Winfrey. I don't care if it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the president. They cannot help you. Believe the scriptures. Quit putting your faith in these mortal men. Put your faith in the one who created the heavens and the earth and has chosen Israel above all other nations. So family, I just wanted to bring this to you to encourage you, to uplift you, to make you think a little bit. And some of us are very political and want to hide it because we see uh, the rhetoric in the Hebrew community about how you shouldn't be political. I'm not saying don't get involved in your community. For sure, get involved in your community. Where We're told in Jeremiah 29 that we should. We should build up our communities and not let our people live in, in blighted neighborhoods. Do something to fix that. Do something to fix the educational system in the African-American community. Do something to fix the blight. Do something to fix the crime. Do something to fix the drugs. But I'm telling you, as the scripture said, the princes and the mortal men can't help you. The government systems of this world will not help us. We have to help ourselves. It's unfortunate, but it's true. We have to help ourselves while we're here on this earth right now and pray the strength of Yahuwah in us through Yahshua, our high priest and Messiah, that we can, get, we can do a good work amongst our people, that we can bring our people, help our people come out of the muck and the miry clay that they're in. Because these political systems, these money systems, these entertainment systems, they're, they're not going to help you. No mortal man can help us. Only Yah can help us. And he's given us the strength. He's given us the hands. He's given us the minds to do a mighty work amongst our people. So let's put aside all this energy that we're giving to these political campaigns, all these uh, celebrities, uh, different educational systems or whatever it may be to try to help our people. And let's start getting our hands dirty. And I ain't saying doing stuff illegal. But let's put in some work. Let's get some calluses on our hands because we working so hard for our people. And then our knees become dusty because we on the ground praying each and every day for our people. We're welling out for our people. That you're deep in the study of scripture so we can get a better understanding about the God we serve so that we can better serve our people. Let's do that and put aside these desires to want to acquiesce to other nations and call out for their help. Let's quit. Let's start wailing out, as the scriptures say, wailing out for the help of the God who loves us, who has called us. Anyway, family, uh, I know this sounds like I was on a soapbox. I, I, haven't, I, haven't had, I have not had to, a chance to talk to y'all for a while. Um, and I, thought this was, I thought this was an important topic um, to try to just get us separated from these systems. So I thank you for listening. Uh, please share this to whatever platforms that uh, you would want to share this on. Uh, as always, keep it 98 plus 2. Uh, seek the truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom, family.